brought us through so many trials he's brought us over. But this morning, we have a new test among us. We stand boldly and we say,
brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are glad in it. I pray that you are experiencing the presence, the power of God in your life on this morning, this great day that God has given us to be alive and to witness a day unlike any other. Go ahead and share this with your neighbor and your friends. Let them know that you're worshiping with us right here live on this live stream. God is great and he is so greatly to be praised. Amen. Go ahead and bless the name of the Lord in your home, in your living room, in your bedroom, in your kitchen, wherever you are. I know you're pouring some coffee. Maybe you got some pancakes, but just stop for a moment and lift those hands and bless the name of the Lord. Why? Because God is a good God. Yes, he is. God is an awesome God. Yes, he is. God is a merciful God and a faithful God. And we've come to bless his holy name. I feel his presence and his power right now. Does anybody feel like having church this morning? Come on and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. God be praised in this house. Bless his name. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless you this morning because you're a great God. You're an awesome God and you've been so, so good to us. You brought us through another week. You open our eyes this morning and we say thank you. You've blessed us with food, clothing, and shelter and we say thank you. You've kept us in our right minds and we say thank you. God, we could have been dead sleeping in our graves, but we're here and we say thank you. And Lord, yes, we can testify this morning as the song saying, we have been changed. And what a great change has been wrought in our lives since Jesus Christ came into our hearts. God, right now, we pray your blessing upon this service, upon this worship. We pray, oh God, that as we give you praise, that it would be a sweet-smelling sacrifice in your nostrils, oh God. We pray, oh God, that as we glorify you and as we praise you, that it would not only be sweet sounds and sweet fragrances, but it would be a sweet reality lived in our lives by how we talk, how we walk, how we relate to one another, how we respond to each other, how we treat one another, and how we love on each other. God, grant it now. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ, we say amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, come on, stand to your feet if you can, wherever you are. Yeah, all right, all right. Stand to your feet wherever you are. We're going to give him some praise this morning with the fellowship. Amen. We're going to get the virtual voices of the fellowship choir in this live band, and we're going to give him some holy praises on this morning. Come on and let's worship him.
morning, K's Chapel and friends. Our scripture today has come from Acts 2, beginning at the first to the fourth verse. And it reads, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they all was, were one accord in one place. And suddenly came a sound from heaven as a mighty wind, and filled all the house they were sitting. And there and there appeared on, on, on with them a clover tongue like a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in unknown tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let us pray. Almighty God, we come right now in the righteous mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for this day. Thank you for watching over us and able us to see a day that we had never seen before. Well, thank you, Almighty God, for your darling son, Jesus, who gave the ultimate price so we might be able to stand bold in front of your people to tell them that you are a true and living God. Well, thank you, Almighty God, for our going and our coming. And Father, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you bless our community, cities, state, and country, and the world. Father, bless those who are we voted for to uh, make decisions. Father, let them utter in thy Holy Spirit so they might be able to make the right decision. Father, look upon those who are in bed of affliction and sick this morning. Father, crown them, almighty God. Let them know that you are still there and you have never left them nor forsaken. And Father, please bless right now the ones who are experiencing uh, death. Father, be with them. Father, comfort them. Let them have the grace and mercy upon thy Holy upon them, almighty God. Bless right now the one who's going to bring the preach word this morning. Father, bless our pastor in a mighty way, almighty God. Let him continue to dip down in the Holy Spirit and lead thou people the way that thou have him to lead us. Not only him, but his family. And Father, bless right now as we go through this pandemic. Father, you brought us through. Father, we're almost at the end. I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for guiding us. Thank you, almighty God, for what you're going to do. Thank you, almighty God, for bringing us Enable us to see a brand new day and a brand new light. Father, we have our children, almighty God, that's going to go to summer break right now. Father, comfort them. Help them to make the right decision. Father, guide them. Guide the ones who graduated from college, almighty God, and they experience new territory. Bless them, almighty God. Get strengthen them in the name of Jesus. We do pray. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Come on, let's say amen again in your house, in your home. Amen, amen. Listen, if you were having trouble connecting with us on YouTube, we just sent out a link uh, on the text message. So if you will uh, click the link that's on your text message, if you've been used to connecting with YouTube and you're having trouble this morning, uh, you should have received a link that gets, us, gets you connected right in, in the YouTube link as well. Amen, amen. God bless you. God be praised. Listen, listen, it's giving time. We ask that you prepare now your gifts your tithes and your offerings as we give unto the Lord God of our salvation who is so faithful in providing for our needs according to his riches in glory. God has seen to all of our needs being met and right now we bless the God who gives so faithfully, so generously, so so regular and so powerfully unto us. We're going to give regularly, cheerfully, and liberally unto him. There are any number of ways that we can give. You consult those on your screen on your screen right now, but whatever you do, give so liberally and cheerfully, for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And we do this in a way that we give thanks unto the Lord. That's what we're doing right now. Oh, give thanks, for he is good.
happy. We thank you for those who had to give. We thank you for those who did not, not give. Father, please bless it in a mighty way like you know how it, it might go forward. Just bless somebody here on earth. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen.
God, my God, my God. There's no other way, my God. Anybody need him this morning? Anybody know you need the Lord this morning? You can't make it without the Lord on your side? Mm. My, my, my. saying just tell him this morning, I need the Yeah. 
somebody needs him this morning. Yeah. Every hour. Oh Lord, I need thee. Oh, bless. I need you, God. Bless me right now. My Savior, my Savior, my Savior. Oh, I come. Stay right there. I, I come. I might be weary, wounded, but I come. To To thee. Mm. Thank you, God. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your presence. God, right now, we thank you that your purpose shall go forth in the preaching of your word. Grant it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. And amen. Acts chapter 2. Thank you to the fellowship. Those virtual voices blessing our hearts on this morning. Amen. Thank you to these musicians who keep us fired up for the Lord. Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4 read earlier in your hearing these words you will find recorded. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want to talk this morning from the subject, fresh fire, fresh fire. Throughout the Holy Scriptures, fire is used as a symbol of the presence and the power of God. You'll recall that when God was ready to call Moses to be his spokesman, he revealed himself to Moses through a burning bush, a fire, a bush that burned but would not be consumed. When the children of Israel left Egypt, Scripture says that the Lord led them by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night when the contest was held to determine who served the true God Elijah called on the Lord and fire came down from heaven and this morning we read that when the day of Pentecost fully comes that the Holy Spirit descends as cloven tongues of fire Today is the day that the Christian church celebrates that experience, Pentecost. 
And on this day, we remember the Holy Ghost fully making its arrival, empowering the disciples to speak in unknown tongues the good news of Jesus Christ. And that should serve as a reminder that as Christians, if we are going to live out the purposes of God in and throughout the world, if we are going to give visible demonstration of the power and presence of God in our lives and through our witness, that we must rely upon a power that is greater than our own selves. Because the church, the church is more than just another organization. It's more than just a group of like-minded individuals. It is more than a social gathering of people organized for community action and social change. But the church of Jesus Christ, hear me, is the hands and the feet of Jesus alive in this world, making tangible difference and impact through the presence and the power and the purposes of God. For that to happen, God's will must passionately burn in the hearts of God's people to make tangible difference and impact in God's world. God's purpose must burn like a fire on the inside of God's people. I believe, uh, y'all, that's what church used to mean when they sang you must have that fire and holy ghost that burning thing that keeps the prayer wheel turning a kind of religion you cannot conceal the holy ghost allows the believer watch this to provide visible evidence unconcealed evidence of the power of God's God in his or her life, the presence of God in his or her life, and the purpose of God in his or her life being lived out and lived in and lived through our witness. Watch this. Not just through the evidence of charismatic gifts, but rather through the evidence of systematic growth. I'll say that again because sometimes too often we limit the evidence of the Holy Spirit to a charismatic experience. And while that is part of it, it is not all of it. Yes, the charismatic gifts of the Holy Spirit, I believe, are present and alive in today's world. But when we too narrowly limit the evidence of God's Holy Spirit to talking in tongues or to prophetic utterances, we then miss out on the systematic growth that is necessary of every believer. What good does it do you to talk in tongues if you can't talk to your neighbor? You can talk in tongues, but you can't pick up the phone and, and have a real decent conversation with somebody you've had disagreement with, but you feel with the Holy Ghost. Really? Look like the Holy Ghost will burn some of that stubbornness out of you. Look like the Holy Ghost will burn some, some of those grudges out of you, be, burn some of that which has kept you from showing the full evidence and systematic growth 
of you as a disciple of Christ. So when you say, let the power of the Holy Ghost fall fresh on me, mean it. This morning on Pentecost Sunday, I want to encourage every believer to experience some fresh fire. I want every Christian, every member of K Chapel, everyone who is listening under the sound of my voice this morning to allow the power of the Holy Ghost to have direct access to you and in you. I'm asking you right now to invite the Holy Spirit to dwell more fully and more completely in you. I'm going to give you a moment. Let that sink in so you're not just hearing my words, but you're hearing the request. Holy Spirit, don't fall fresh on me, but live in me. Dwell in me. Have access in me, in my mouth, in my thoughts, in my heart, in my attitude, in my language, in, in how I think about and how I'm, my, the motivations behind my actions. Holy Spirit, fresh fire dwell in me I'm asking you to seriously avail yourself to be guided by the active presence and power of the Holy Spirit and when you do that I believe that three things will result at least three things beyond beyond the charismatic gifts at least three things that will impact, watch this, your life right now and the lives of those around you. Here they are. Number one, when you do that, you will have a passion to emulate Jesus' model of service. A passion to emulate Jesus' model of service. In John 13 and 14, Jesus gives us a model of service. It says, if I then, this is Jesus talking, if I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. Deacon Owens, one of the things I love about Jesus is that he does not let his lordship keep him from serving others. As a matter of fact, it is his lordship that compels him to serve. And some people get this mixed up and twisted in their minds and believe the higher you go, the less you have to serve humanity. But Jesus shows us just the opposite. Some of us believe the less, uh, the, the higher you go, the less then you have to touch people and be respectful of them and responsive to them. But Jesus shows us just the opposite. The higher you go, the more of a servant you become. I've said it before, if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. If you cannot handle serving, you cannot handle leading. And some people let titles change them some people let a promotion keep them from touching people but Jesus the king of kings and the lord of lords lowers himself takes on the form of a servant and washes his disciples feet the question is as a Christian no matter how high you ascend in society 
no matter what title is bestowed upon you or what degree you acquire, no matter your income bracket, are you passionate enough to serve humanity? Are you fervent about tending to the needs of your neighbor? Are you enthusiastic about helping humanity and blessing those who are in need? Jesus, Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan because he wants us to understand that as disciples of his, we are not separate, we are not to separate or segregate our service to those who look like us because of our, your race or your gender or your age or your education or your history, but we're to serve all of humanity. And as a disciple of Christ, you must have the fresh fire, not just to shout, but the fresh fire to shift conditions a fire to reach people, a fire to touch people, a fire to impact people, a fire to change the conditions and the realities of people among us. And that's when you know that the Holy Ghost is actively present in your life. Secondly, when you avail yourself to the power of the Holy Ghost, you will secondly have a passion to demonstrate Jesus' commandment to love. Jesus' commandment to love. John 13 and 34, Jesus says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye love also one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. You see, fresh fire make, make you shout. It may cause you to have to pull off your shoes and and run through the building and get your praise on, but a fresh fire ultimately will make you love one another. Jesus gives this instruction because he wants us to understand that discipleship, watch this, is bigger than your worship, but is also more, watch this, than your association. But it is about your demonstration. You see, your Christianity is not qualified by just coming to church. That's, watch this, that's association. And in the last year, we have not been able to physically associate. That has been taken away from you. So the question becomes, when you can no longer associate, do you have something greater? Something beyond your building that identifies you as a disciple of Christ. When your association is gone, Jesus says, what do you have that others will be able to see that you belong to me? When you can't come to Cade, when you can't come to church, when you can't, when you can't fellowship among the saints, what do you have in your everyday lives that others will say there's something about that person that identifies them as different than the rest of the world. When your association is gone, you must have, and Jesus shows and commands that you must have a demonstration of love. I'm glad that Jesus gives this instruction because you got to remember that the men whom Jesus picked to be his disciples, though they formed one association, 
they were not from the same associations. They were not from the same cut. These were different men. You had John who was a tender-hearted man. It was to whom John that Jesus leaves the care of his mother. But then you have Peter who is brash and impetuous and who would cut folks' ears if they got on his nerves long enough. And Jesus says to Peter and to John, watch this, you tender-hearted man and you ear-cutter, love one another. You had Andrew who believed that Jesus was the Messiah upon his first encounter. And you had Nathaniel who had to be convinced of the matter, uh, that, that Jesus was in fact the Messiah. And, and Jesus says to, to Andrew who believed upon first hearing and Nathaniel who had to be convinced, Jesus says to both of them, y'all love one another. You had Levi who is a white-collar criminal. You have James, who is a blue-collar laborer. And Jesus says to this white-collar criminal and this blue-collar laborer, love one another. Everything that would have made their relationships tenuous and strained, Jesus brings them together and he says to them, don't let your differences keep you from the commandment of love. As disciples... We must have a passion to demonstrate the love of Jesus to people with whom we have, watch this, not only we're different from them, but we have differences with them. Love folk, watch this, that you don't necessarily like. People who are different from you, people who are not easy to love, people who don't share your ways, your thoughts, your values, people who don't share your sentiment, people who have a different politic than your own, people, people, people who have a different experience than your own. Jesus says, yep, the folk who get on your nerves, love them. And that's the real test of your discipleship. Not can you love folk who you like, but loving folk who challenge you. Love people who try your patience, people who test your Christianity, people who irritate you and aggravate you and agitate you and get on your nerves. Jesus says, that's, that's the one I want you to love. He says, I say unto you in Matthew 5 and 44, love your enemies, bless those that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them that despitefully use you, persecute and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For if you love them which love you, what reward do you have? He said, do not even the publicans do the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what does that mean? Jesus says, if you're just loving folk who, is easy, who are easy to love, that's no big deal. It's when you love folk who test you. That's when you're showing that you've got some fresh fire in you. Lastly, finally, when you avail yourself to the power of the Holy Ghost, not only will it perhaps give you the feeling to shout 
the gift to speak in tongues, to prophesy. But I'm convinced that it's going to give you a passion to articulate Jesus' gospel. Jesus gives these words to his disciples and to us before he returns to heaven. He says, go ye into all the world and preach my gospel to every creature. As Christians, we've got to have a fresh fire for sharing the word of God. And this is where it gets difficult and challenging for a lot of believers. Because we don't mind inviting people to our churches or our live streams. That's kind of easy. Some of you still don't do that. I've been watching. But where it really gets challenging for a lot of disciples is sharing our faith. Talking about what we believe. Sharing Christ with others. Watch this. And, and doing so in a way that does not present us as higher than them. Because really that's very off-putting. I, 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 love, I love listening to all types of music, really. And for those of you who got a problem there, well, you might have a problem with me. I love music. And um, can talk about a lot of different types of music, a lot of different artists, rappers and jazz artists, hip-hop. I just like music. And music is an entryway into a lot of different conversations. And here's here's what I can't stand about some Christians, is that we try to hide who we are. We try to hide what we know and what we do and, and, and act like we don't enjoy comedians. You, you, you listen to Chris Rock, you listen to, y'all ain't gonna talk to me in here. We, we listen to the same comedians we listen to the same music. We watch the same movies. All you grown Christians say amen out there. We, 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 we do the same dances. I ain't going to say too much right now because y'all, y'all finna clam up on me. Some of y'all drink the same drinks. I'm going to stop right there. I ain't going to go no further. But the point being that in and through all of that, If we can talk about this, that, and the other, why can't you talk about your faith? If that is as real to you as music is, as comedy is, as movies are, as all of these other activities in which we engage, if all of that is a part of who you are, and so is your faith, don't stop sharing then. In fact, use that as an entryway into I know you know me as this and I know you know me as that and I know we meet on on the golf course and we meet here but do you also know that I'm a firm believer in Jesus Christ? Do you also know that he saved me one day? Do you also know that the power of the Holy Ghost lives inside of me and while I enjoy this, that and the other that I know who my blessings come from? 
I know that if it had not been for the Lord on my side and, and, and while we can engage in all of these other activities together and I welcome that, I want you to know who I am fully and completely. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ, washed in the blood of the Lamb. I, 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 I've been baptized and I've been saved by the redeeming power of Jesus Christ. He lives in me. He picked me up. He turned me around. He made me this new creature in him. And if you don't know him, I want you to get to know him because I don't want to just meet you on the golf course. I want to meet you in heaven. I don't want to just talk to you about Chris Rock and Cat Williams, but I want to talk to you about Christ the Lord. I, I want to have a conversation with you about how he came into my life and oh, what a change has been wrought since he came into my life. The fullness of who we are does not have to be diminished. It can, in fact, be celebrated in saying that, yes, Christ is alive and well in me. I can dance on Sunday, dance on Friday, too. Y'all ain't talking to me in here because I know who gave me the legs to dance with. I'm going to stop right there. Peter says in 1 Peter 3 and 15, be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and in fear. Peter says, always be ready to give an answer to those who ask, to those who want to understand more about who you are and this God that you serve and this God you glorify and this Jesus that you worship. Always be ready to give an answer. Let it be known, for Christ I live, and for Christ I die. And the only way you can do that is when you've got some fresh Holy Ghost fire dwelling deep down inside of you. My prayer for you this morning is that you have the fresh power of the Holy Ghost, the fresh fire of the Holy Ghost on this Pentecost Sunday that fire raging more in your life present more in your life ablaze more in your life that you might live out the purpose of our Lord and our Christ amen and amen I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to
that decision right now we invite you to call the number that's on your screen there's an individual there who's waiting to speak with you waiting to lead you into this full decision to follow Christ to make Jesus Lord of your life that you might have the fresh fire of the Holy Ghost dwelling inside of you do it now call the number now there's someone who's wanting to pray with you talk with you and lead you to Christ leaving the world behind you, keeping the Christ, the cross before you. Decide. Make the decision now. Make the choice now. Call now. We're waiting to hear, hear from you. No turning back. Turning back. No turning back. No turning back. No turning, turning back. This morning, we not only celebrate Pentecost Sunday, but we celebrate communion Sunday. Jesus told us that we should eat bread and drink wine as a remembrance meal unto him. Remembering the sacrifice of our Savior, remembering that he gave his hands and feet to nails, that he gave his side to a spear, and he did it all for you and for me that we might be saved. I pray that you have received your communion cups. If you have not had an opportunity to do so, quickly go and gather a cracker, gather some juice and share this meal of remembrance with us as we commemorate sacrifice of Christ on Calvary's cross.
now, God, as we eat of this meal together. We pray your blessings upon the elements and what they represent. We pray, Lord, that this not be simply religious activity, but that it be a moment where we remember our relationship with you, what you did for us, and what now you now require of us to live more purposefully and more powerfully for you. In Jesus' name, amen. And he took bread, break it, and blessed it, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Likewise, he took the cup and blessed it, saying, This is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. So often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering. Until he comes again, let us drink together. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.